Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. From this point forward, I will only accept Astronaut Morgan because thanks to my 2022 Reddit recap, I found out that I could have gone to the moon 25 times with how much time I spent scrolling on Reddit. And if you're like, I don't know how much time that really is. Well, if you're more of a distance person, I scrolled 9,024 bananas. And I'm not sure if that's a six inch banana, an eight inch banana, but that's a lot of bananas either way. And I don't think it's a surprise to any of you of which subreddits I spent the most time on. Uh, with 740 hours. AITA takes the cake. And it's so cute because it just shows how big our community is getting and how much we're growing because the Two Hot Takes subreddit grew 773% this year. And I think my favorite, favorite part about this Reddit recap is they came out with your secret Reddit ability. And so it's like this little player card that really tells you who you are and what you're about. And mine is provocative insight. Your best ideas gain 50 plus chance of becoming unpopular opinions, which we find that out the hard way every week on this podcast. And I just think it's so fitting. And just shows how much Reddit does really know little me. If you want to check out your own 2022 Reddit recap, I highly recommend you do. It is so, so cool to see where you spent a lot of your time this year on Reddit and as a little Redditor. So go on over to your Reddit recap now. The link is in this show's description. Are you? Oh, you're ready now? I am. Wow. Oh, wow. It's been a long time since I have recorded this, one of these in the studio. I know. You haven't been on in quite some time. It's been a long time. I mean, we had the yeah. spooky episode, but God damn. Is that the last time you were on? Yeah. That was October. Yeah. You missed a whole month. No, I did the live show. Yeah, you did. But my peeps know I'm here. They're okay. ready. Yeah. We have not only Justin joining us today, but we have my dad, Jerry. Hi, everybody. And we have also... It's just a creepy panda. Why did they make the <laughs> eyes like that, though? Actually, I don't know. Here. It is a very scary panda. I Oh, he's gone. <laughs> I believe my sister-in-law won that at the holiday party we were invited to from Spotify. But I don't know if it can live here forever. It's... um. I actually yeah, thought he, I thought he was kind of kind of cute that way he kind of looked up and said hi. Yeah, his little eyes. He's got like chucky eyes. He does have chucky eyes. He's just kind of scary. And he kind of like nods his head, bobs his the head. The dinosaur I won was way cuter, but it's okay. It's okay. But <laughs> we've had a busy December so far already. We had two live shows and one of which, the moment live show, you kind of traumatized me. Me? Yeah. And how did I traumatize you? So we had a story during that live show about a young man who was writing in talking about how he accidentally dated his father for four months. Yeah. That was a scary, that was really a- uh, That was a tough story. It was a tough story. And so we get to the end of his original post and he goes, please feel free to make dark 
humor comments about this. It's the way I cope. So, you know, feel free to make dark jokes. And you did not hold back. And you made it a comment. You're like, you know, he was dating. He had daddy issues. And he found his daddy. <laughs> and... But I, but I, but I quickly came back in, into into earth and with with the levity of the problem. You did. You definitely did. But I couldn't. Still, re- I couldn't resist it. You I, still scarred me a little bit because you're someone who constantly asks, "Why don't you call me daddy anymore?" Because I thought it was so cute when when you were young. I used to love when you would say, "Daddy," and it was just so sweet. And it was. Daddy has been ruined, and you did it to yourself even more so it can never oh. can never come back now well it's over with now it's done it is <laughs> if you want to see this cringy moment it still is available on moment to watch for like the next week but i did post a decent size like 15 minute preview of the live show on the youtube channel so and that made the 15 that and that made the 15 minute sure preview. did Sure did. I, I am sure that you will put them on Twitter or wherever else you go with this stuff to give quick, quick uh, snippets. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But so it brought up this theme, and it's it's something I've been kind of building a folder for a while now. But it's titled "Bad Daddies?" Question mark. Okay. Some of them, you know, they're kind of a fine line of are they bad or is it just me that thinks they're bad? So you two get to. Give your takes and we'll see. Okay. Well, I certainly know that we have been reading a lot of stuff lately. And I see what these fathers have, some of the father, at least, you know, for father knows and some of the writers. Oh, you're already plugging your show off, well, off to I, a... I, <laughs> we're, we're five minutes in and you just couldn't hold back. Well, we're... Self-plug. T- okay. There, take the plug. <laughs> there you go. I'm just messing but, with you. But, in, but, you know, we were reading the other night some of the stuff and it is so uh, real on some of the the dynamics and drama that goes on in families that you know we have no idea never experienced but it's really out there and it's sad mm-hmm. there are some people that really have uh parental units that you know don't belong on this uh at least around this universe that I know of that can yep. really be launched there are some truly bad parents there is but and let's uh let's dive in i'm here let's go Okay, so although the theme is bad dad, bad daddies, whatever, well, I don't know, whatever it ends up getting called, I did want to showcase your show. So you you did beat me to the punch, but we're taking the week off on December 26th. And if you don't have something to watch, head over to Father Knows Something because there's some great listener write-ins that really could use your advice. And I stole one of your stories for my show. Okay. Well, it's a little different dynamic than am I the asshole type of stuff. It is, but they'll they'll get a good taste with this next story. Okay. Okay. So this is from Father Knows Something. Starts off, hi to the Father Knows Something crew. I, 31 female, am struggling with some emotions right now, and I don't know how to feel. I would love a fatherly perspective. I just got married on Monday to my fiance, 34 male, of seven years. I've been so excited and planning this wedding for what feels like forever. 
I had tons of DIY projects, but of course, with food, venue, photography, etc., it still ended up being very expensive for us. Still, I felt like it was worth it for one day of true joy, and we both worked extra hours to pay for everything ourselves so we wouldn't have to ask for money from our families. However, my family is very religious. I was raised in a fundamentalist Christian household, but have since stepped away from that lifestyle. My now husband is refreshingly, not religious at all. So of course, they disapproved. This is partly the reason we waited so long to actually get married. I've spent so much time talking them through everything and felt that we had reached an agreement. They knew our wedding would not be a religious one and that we would have alcohol and secular music. My dad was willing to walk me down the aisle and verbally affirmed the wedding and welcomed my husband into the family. So I felt safe to finally move forward with a formal wedding. So wedding day comes, we had a short ceremony and planned a more involved reception with drinks, dancing games, fun speeches, and great food from our favorite food truck. As we made our entrance into the reception, I was so happy to see how beautiful everything had turned out. Everyone seemed happy and excited for us. Everyone except my parents, who were just sulking alone at their table. This should have tipped me off that something was brewing, but honestly, I just wanted to ignore them and enjoy our day. I had just sat down to eat. We were the first ones to get our food. The other guests had just started lining up when I noticed my mom and dad taking down decorations, like pulling centerpieces off of tables, removing place settings, taking down floral arrangements on the serving tables. Right in the middle of all this. Right in the middle of everything. Okay, That type of thing. So I paused to go ask my mom why they were taking things down. She waved me off that they were just tidying. I told her to stop. I hired people to do the teardown when it was time. She said okay and hurried me back to my table to finish eating. I was distracted then with our first dance and a couple of speeches. When I got a chance to really look around again, almost all of the decor was gone. (laughs) Guests started leaving because dot dot dot, well, it was basically an empty room. This was less than an hour into our reception. My parents disembarked shortly after, and we were left with a deserted venue, six loyal guests, no decor or food or snacks, a DJ and alcohol. We made the best of it and had a tiny dance party in the giant empty room that we had rented for many more hours. The DJ and coordinator took pity on us and danced too, so we could get a few pictures. It was still fun, but the rest of the evening's plans, toasts, games, group dances, and photos were all ruined because everyone felt like they had to leave. I am so upset and disappointed that our expensive wedding was shut down like this. I'm not really sure if it was vindictive or if my mom and dad, who grew up doing church weddings, just felt like it was their job to do the teardown. But the fact that they seemed grumpy and were generally disapproving of our union makes me suspicious. Am I right to feel wronged here? Should I just let it go or is it worth confronting them? I do have a history of letting my family pretty much treat me like crap and I'm struggling now to balance keeping the peace and sticking up for myself. Well, the reality is that thing is over and those those people cut it short. I don't understand how the parents were thinking to even why they would do it. I don't know if she's got a better clue under her parents what their deal is. 
you know, that they feel they have to literally uh, give everyone the the illusion that the party's over. They I mean, wanted to ruin her day. I mean, this is insanity. This and, was purposeful. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I just don't know what these parents were thinking. They were thinking that their daughter decided to leave the faith and they were going to do everything they could to punish her. They might not stand up there and object, but they're sure as shit not going to let her get a happy day. Well, I mean, if there was a problem, you would think there would be a problem when when they were conducting the, the ceremony. Apparently, the father walked her down the aisle, did everything he was supposed to do, and everything went smooth in, in, in the ceremony. You know, what what on earth would would have people get up and start doing a teardown while people are getting up to go eat. I mean, this was going on as the people were in line eating. So uh, go to her parents and say, what, what, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, it's so sad that this happened and she can certainly go call her parents out on it. I don't, it's not going to do any good. I mean, it's, it, it's they already spilt the milk. It really is no different than going to a wedding and dropping the cake. What do you do? And the cake has been dropped. There's no putting it back together. Yeah. I don't get why everyone left. I think it's it's honestly easy. I, I look at our live show we did in person and I got off the stage and went downstairs to get my purse because we had to like get everything out of the green room. Yeah. Like our rehearsal get ready room or whatever it is. And so I got off stage. I grabbed a present from a couple that was sitting at the end of the stage that like brought me mm-hmm. candy, which thank you guys so much. I don't know if I can say your name. So I'm just, I'm just, thank you for the candy. I've been snacking on it. It's amazing. But by the time I got downstairs, got my purse and came back upstairs, everyone had already kind of like left. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I would have said hi but, to to everyone that came after the live show. Like I would have. But that's like events over. I'm talking like, this is mid-reception. But, but so people, people were getting up in line to eat, and these people are tearing the shit down as people are in line to get food. But I think it's that crowd mentality. When you see a bunch of people leaving, you're like, but oh, I, don't I guess it's time. But I don't get why the first people started. You I don't never, know. You don't go to a wedding and like an hour in and think, oh, you know, it's, I'm going to head out. So... There's still alcohol. But There's I still could, a DJ. You guys, I, I, know who, I know someone personally who this just happened to. I know someone and personally. And it happened this way? Yeah. So on my sister-in-law, her side, she recently had someone in her family get married. And the bride's mom was upset with her daughter and literally went around to the wedding telling people, blah, 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 is acting like a bitch. You should leave. She went group by group telling people. So by the time that the bride got back out to her wedding, Everyone was gone. Unbelievable. Well, gone. And mm. they spent they spent over thirty five thousand dollars on this wedding and had the same scenario with people gone. So I maybe mean, the parents walked around and were going to people like it's over. We're tidying up. You can leave whenever. Maybe that would. I guess that would I mean, make it, more sense. I mean, this is crazy, man. I, I I I would love to say go file a claims action against your mom to pay for your wedding. And I ha- would and have another party. It. It's insanity. Judge Judy would definitely pick this up. People's Court, they would definitely pick this up. And you might not want to be on TV, but they do pay for everything. I mean, I would definitely say, uh, I don't know how much, you know, look, they ruined your day. No doubt. And I don't know how much you really want to, you know, 
you know, hold them accountable for it because you might be a bigger person and just say, and I'm not telling you to be a bigger person at all. That's not where I'm going. But you might just say, I just don't want to get any more family drama and I'm just going to wipe this thing off. But they've totally destroyed your wedding. I mean, I mean people, we have a bottle of wine we bought when you were, I don't know, born. And we, we talk about your wedding and cracking the bottle of wine and looking, finding the bottle of wine and, and everything else. But, I mean, you w- girls wait for this day. Yeah, I would not let this go. I mean, our, our listener, our writer asks, am I right to feel wronged here? Yes. Yeah. and Absolutely. There was even a question like, you know, maybe my mom was trying to be helpful, but like this was this vindictive but you definitely have that you she definitely has to have a sit a sit down with her mom uh, absolutely yeah both parents i think you know the dad was a participant and they're both equally as responsible and i think i 1000% believe this was vindictive mm-hmm. Especially because of the fact that our bride went up to the mom when she saw her tidying up and cleaning and taking decorations and said no stop we have people that are hired to do this when it's the time she did right. and she continued she did absolutely right so this is 100 on purpose so let's let, let's put it this way what does she do let's let's take a step further when she goes to her mom and her mom just says oh well yeah, we just thought it was time and oh we're so sorry now what does she do they're done in my eyes they're done i mean does she there's not a relationship here i wouldn't be able to forgive this i mean you you cut your parents off out of your life at this point in time yeah. Or do you say, guys, I think you have some accountability. I think you can offer them that chance to remedy this, but I do think it's one of those moments that you're not going to be able to get back. I mean, you can't have another I mean, wedding for the pe- first time. These people are, are fundamentalist, good Christians. They have to do the right thing. What is the right thing for them to do? They're to make their daughter whole. I mean, that's the way you put it. You, you guys got to do the right thing, mom and dad. You tell me what the right thing is. You destroyed my wedding. Yeah, I'd be curious to what, what is see the, what they say. What is the right thing? And I mean, I would hold them, put 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 the fire right right to them, and let them tell you what the right thing is. And then, and, and every time they get the wrong answer, you say, "Really, that's the right thing." Now, I think some in some churches they have elders, uh, I... but but I guess the, the elders in this church would actually say, "Well, you guys were demonic. You had to be shut down." Your husband's not a Christian. And you're demonic and you're this and the, this whole thing. With, your parents had, they had an obligation to shut it down. They might even go that far. So they might. That, that, that's not the avenue to go. That's not the hole to go. That's what do you call it? The rabbit hole. That is not the rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. So something that's different about father knows something is we do ask listeners when they write in an ideal outcome and we ask for additional info. So ideal outcome for her is, would be to have my family recognize my feelings and start giving me a little respect instead of continuing to control me and belittle me. Realistically, it probably would be healthier to cut contact with them. This is what my husband has suggested mm-hmm. because I feel these types of situations keep occurring. Well, but I, w- I don't want to overreact either. I will say this. It is absolutely true. You have the control of your destiny in your life and you yeah. have to take that control. So if this is the behavior that they're going to do and they're not going to own up to the issue and they're not going to... Uh, this uh, is on them. This there is, is no doubt. Because let, let's let's take it a step further. You have children coming or maybe you guys want them, maybe you don't want them in the future, but if there is going to be children, your parents all of a sudden are going to be an influence on these kids, grandma and grandpa. And... 
you know, you, you have something to think about protecting your children and what behaviors you're going to find acceptable or not acceptable. And so this is a whole different, this is a much more uh, serious path to go down to wonder what are we going to do in that case. And that could be part of your conversation with your parents. When you have it, you say, you know, guys, you totally disrespected the most important day of my life that I was going to, you know, celebrate the joining of my, uh, my soul with my, with my soul mate. And with that, we are going to have a, a family and you guys are a wild, you guys are, you guys are a wild guns. I can't deal with that with my kids. I got to make sure that the consistencies of my beliefs and what I want to do with my children and raise my children are going to be intact. You already failed that so horribly. How can I even Think about involving you guys with this stuff and answer me that because you can't answer the first question that you were wrong for doing what you did. Yeah. And so until you can get them to own up to that, how can I possibly allow you to be a part of my family in our inner circle? You failed horribly. And that is something that makes me think even more serious about, you know, the, the cake that's on the floor. Now, an additional info, I have been in therapy for almost a year now dealing with a lot of family baggage. A year ago, I would have viewed this situation as a me problem, and I really am still struggling to know where to draw the line, which that alone makes me believe that she has dealt with a lot of emotional and psychological mm-hmm. abuse from mm-hmm. her parents mm-hmm. to like ever question that that's a you problem. It, it, it makes me seem like they're going to be the type of people where she's not going to get far on a confrontation. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely would definitely confront them and say, you know what you did. This was really wrong. And I'm not going to have contact with you yep. for, a de- for X amount of time until you can make it right to me and t- whatever that is for you. But a boundary needs to be drawn. Absolutely. I'm with that. I was just trying to think of, I'm curious what the other instances are. Mm-hmm. And I'm also curious how you can start packing up all this stuff and... Not even someone from the venues like, oh, no, no, no. Like, what are you doing, you crazy ass? Yeah. It just doesn't make it sense. Just, I don't, that, that whole thing didn't make sense to me. I I don't know. I think like br- the bride and groom are very distracted on their wedding day. You have people coming up to you. You are trying to eat after not eating all day. So I can see how it would happen. I guess like my advice for anyone in the situation of planning a wedding, having a wedding, whatever, have a day of coordinator. Even if you don't hire a wedding planner, you should pay for a day of coordinator because they are master, like master minds of like dealing with uninvited guests, wedding crashers, any drama that comes up, any last minute problems. Parents that tear down your wedding before it's over. So like in this situation, if she would have had a coordinator, she could have gone to her coordinator and said, hey, I just saw my mom tidying up. Can you make sure you keep an eye on her? And the day of coordinator would have then taken control of the situation and like handled it. And there's amazing stories I've read of day of coordinators kicking out wedding crashers and ex-girlfriends and crazy stuff. And this someone even, wore a white dress and the wedding coordinator kicked them out. Like they, they deal with everything. This wasn't tidying up. This was tearing down. Yeah. But obviously there's nothing that can be done now. And this day. Gone. It's gone. It is what it is. But I think just for knowledge for anyone else out there that may have guests that are terrorists. I have never in my life 
ever experienced going to an affair where somebody was tearing down the affair in this, in, in, at this time where people were getting up to go eat and go back to my table and my table's gone, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, if I personally... Never in a million years. You wonder what you would do in that situation if you would just be like, oh, well, I guess I missed a memo. Or if you would be like, hey, why are you cleaning up? I I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have just gone with the flow because you don't want to disrupt anyone's wedding day if that's like what they decided to do. I would have thought I blacked out and I just woke (laughs) up. (laughs) I mean, shit, that was great shit that I was... I didn't even remember drinking it. (laughs) Oh my God. Maybe it was... um, What did I miss? God, what's that green stuff? It's, uh, you see the magic fairy? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. Me and Lauren tried it in Prague. Absinthe. Absinthe? I've never even heard of it. Oh my God. It's crazy shit. You like, if you drink it, you like sometimes see this magic green fairy. It's like the absinthe fairy. Guys, dad has not lived life yet. Apparently I've missed all this stuff. I don't know. It's a thing, but we're moving along now. Okay. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Justin, you love cats, don't you? Then Jake does. (laughs) Am I the asshole for telling my wife the cat is still her responsibility, even if she is pregnant? My wife, 28, and I, 36, are expecting our first baby. Three years ago, my wife decided she desperately wanted a cat. I hate cats and all animals in the house, really. So I was against it. She wouldn't stop talking about it, so we finally made a deal where she could get a cat, but it was her responsibility, and I would have nothing to do with it. She agreed. She stuck to her word, and I stuck to mine, and mostly ignored the cat. Now she is pregnant and asked me if I can scoop the litter until she gives birth because of the toxoplasmosis. But I looked it up, and as long as she wears gloves and washes her hands, she should be good. So I told her, absolutely not. She wasn't happy, but I reminded her of our agreement when we got the cat. I told her it was her responsibility, and if she didn't want to take care of it anymore with the new baby coming, we can get rid of it and find it a new home. She said no and has been scooping the litter. Her sister was over, though, and saw her doing this and flipped out at me, telling me how dangerous it is. But of course, her sister is going to be on her side and overreact. I never wanted the cat, so... I don't see how I'm wrong. Am I the asshole? I think a long time ago, I decided that I will not live with cats. I do love when like when people have cats, it's really fun and they're like fun to play with and things like that. But I would never live with a cat. And I made that decision a long, long time ago. Interesting. I'm not into the smells. Like it's a lot of smells. You know when someone has a cat. And then also... There's a fuck all your shit up. And I'm not into that either. I want nice things that aren't all torn and chewed up because cats are psychos and they go nuts. I mean, they're fun to hear about. They're fun to watch videos of. They're fun to go visit. But at my house, I don't want the 3 a.m. like 
running all over because they pop off in the middle of the night. I'm just not not into it. I'm curious if you're going to be single tonight. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I like cats. I just don't want to live with so, them. So I'm with you. In fact, you know, but let's get back to the story. You know, what? what well, that's what I was going to do. I was going to relate it back. All right, go ahead. And so I would not want to live with them. So in this position, I would kind of be in the same Oh, place. you're on his side. Just well, just in the sense of like I'm not a big fan of, oh, let's just get rid of the animal because we're too lazy to take care of it. Which if you realize that, then then do that. Rehome the animal if it's gonna have a better, happier chance at, you know, a, a good life. Mm-hmm. But if it's just simply like this is where it gets messy because they got the cat signed up for all the responsibility. Now they can't do it because of like you can't scoop the litter, whatever. So I don't know because I don't I don't think I'd take on the responsibility because I didn't want in the first place. I got a question. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. This okay. is fun. I get to be on this side. <laughs> I dig it. So dad's digging this concept. Are you ready for it? Yeah. yeah. Morgan is pregnant with your baby. And the cat, and she says, look. There's no cat. I let, love cats. Let, I would let, totally have a cat. Let, let's just, hold on, hold on. You, you have, I mean, tonight you might be single, but right now you're together and she's pregnant. She's carrying your child and you want to protect your child with her. And the, the, I mean, it's an obvious answer. Well, what's the obvious answer? Well, it's a, a probably a, like wife and mother of your child. It's not a roommate. Well, no, no, no. Right, this it's roommates? Woman, no, this woman. They're married. They're married. She's oh, carrying his baby. No, no, no. She's carrying his baby. She says, to protect the child, I can catch this disease if I'm doing this stuff. Oh, yeah, I would and, do it. I just wouldn't end up with a cat in the first place. But what if I really wanted one? We have rats in our new house. We're going to have a barn with horses. There's rats and mice that love rats. grain. They're rats. big rats. And I got some shit to think about. <laughs> big rats with tails hey, it was pretty big <laughs> it was a big rat it was not good cats okay i missed the, the husband thing but all right like of course then step up and do what you have to do but yeah so i, that's I the was issue. thinking i was looking at from a roommate perspective where you're like i don't want to live with this thing from the get-go so that's your problem you go figure out your own problem but if it's your own wife with your own kid then Look, okay i feel dumb. we 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 all <laughs> On that one, you you have an issue, but I still love you. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not I'm not one that's that that's fun, that wants cats in my life. I've had cats. I've had my furniture destroyed. We had sweetheart. We love sweetheart. That, yeah, she was a good cat. She was the best cat in the world. I'm not in. I'm not cleaning cat boxes. I'm not doing this stuff. I don't need it. But you're getting away from the point. We're not concerned about us and what the fuck we care about. Right. The We're thing, talking about this guy. And this and guy, is he a bad dad for not cleaning the litter box? You're going to have a lot worse in the litter box, my friend. Coming up. So get on with life and and be a part of the, be a part of the team and suck it up. And I look. I understand it because I've told people that you know. When it comes to where where I stay at night, who's responsible for the coffee? You come to my house, I'll make the coffee in the morning. If I'm at your house, you make the coffee in the morning, and I don't budge. Yeah, but this how does is, that relate? It, it relates this way: when you're with it, when you're with somebody, and you say you're going to do this, and you're owning it, he's saying you promised to own this thing, and it, I would never have to do it, and I'm holding you to it. 
and he has been trying to hold that line. But in the case of this, sometimes with when it comes to life and health, you're going to have to make some adjustments. And I would say... And it's temporary. Yeah. It's super the, temporary. This, She's this, pregnant for nine months. Well, and she might, this might be, you know, from months, you know, four, we don't even know where they are in the thing, but it's not the end of the day and just go do it. And Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to look up what this was really about. It's not, I've heard about it, but it's not something I'm super informed about. Mm-hmm. So for those that don't know, toxoplasmosis is an infection with a parasite called Toxoplasm gondii. People often get the infection from eating undercooked meat. You can also get it from contact with cat feces. I also wanted to look up how common is it to get. And it basically says here, around 65% to 85% of people who are pregnant in the United States have a chance of getting toxoplasmosis. I think this is also why they say you can't eat sushi. And there's one thing that says... um, about 20% of American public is infected with toxoplasmosis. And so it's like, there's all these different stats. It's but, out there. It's but out I'm there. Also, I'm also seeing that in the United States, it is estimated that 11% of the population six years and older has been infected. In various places around the world, it has been shown that more than 60% are infected. And then I was like, well, what the fuck does it do to babies? Like, why is this such a big concern? Okay, what does it do? Most infected infants do not have symptoms at birth, but can develop serious symptoms later in life, such as blindness and mental disability. Occasionally, infected newborns have serious eye or brain damage at birth. Well, and thinking the way this guy is thinking, making such, he already has some brain issues. So let's, let's. To decrease the odds. <laughs> let's, let's protect this kid as much as we can. I just think it's, you know, you take these calculated risks in life and some women, you know, there's certain doctors that say, yes, you can have a glass of wine and you'll be fine. And then there's other mm. women that are like, it's one glass of wine. Why am I even going to take that risk that, of correct. my child having anything? Correct. It's, it's the same with sushi. You see some pregnant women say, hey, my doctor said I could have a little sushi. And then others are like, absolutely not. Why would I take that risk? And he's putting her in this position where, yeah, maybe she'll be okay. But if she's not and your why, baby isn't. Why take the risk? Why take, the, like, why even? And his why? his his argument is, why are we taking this risk? Let's get rid of the cat. Uh, he's just trying to punish her. He's He is trying to punish her and teach her a lesson and said, I didn't want the cat. I don't even like animals in the house at all. So I'm going to teach you a lesson, mm-hmm. which is. A bit psychotic. Anyone that says they don't like animals, it's kind of weird. I'm getting bad vibes. That's a red flag for me. I don't know. Top comment on this one is get a self-cleaning litter box. Then all you have to do is toss. No scooping. True. She really shouldn't be around cat feces while pregnant. Even at the vet clinic where it's literally your job to clean this stuff, we do not allow our pregnant employees to clean the cat boxes. You're the asshole. Here we go. The vet clinic cares more about their employees than this man cares about his pregnant wife. Well, I just can't wait to, till he has a nice little bouncing baby in the house with dirty diapers because he's going to have his hands full. Someone else comments, um, or his baby, basically being like he doesn't care about his baby either. And the next person goes, my first thought too, quote, I never wanted the cat. Yeah, that's fine. But he wants the baby, right? Yeah. He did get voted asshole. There's no comments from OP, no update posted about five days ago. 
So I'm definitely, he's a bad daddy. OP, this is our present to you. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Asshole. Absolute asshole. But we got some more. We got some more. Okay. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so up next, am I the asshole for asking for a morning off from my baby on the weekends? My wife and I have a six-month-old baby girl. She's mostly a stay-at-home mom. She works two and a half days a week, and her sister watches the baby. I work full-time and go to school one day a week. We've always had an arrangement where she takes care of the household duties, cooking, cleaning, and now baby care, while I happily support her monetarily. Honestly, we are both living our dream life, and my wife does an absolutely spectacular job taking care of me and our little one. On the weekends, we share baby duty. We usually make sure each of us gets our own alone time to do whatever we want. However, our girl has hit a bit of a sleep regression, waking up every two hours. And since my wife breastfeeds, she always takes care of the baby full-time overnight. She's a light sleeper and unfortunately has insomnia, whereas I am a deep sleeper and wouldn't wake up for the baby crying anyways. Recently, my wife has been asking me to wake up with the baby both days on the weekends so she can get an extra hour of sleep. Baby wakes up around 7 a.m. I get the baby dressed and take over for that hour. But sometimes I want to be the one that gets to sleep in an extra hour. I brought this up to her and she says while she's happy to let me nap during the day, she really needs that hour because she can't nap like I can. We got into an argument about it And she said, I'm being very insensitive when I know she is very exhausted and can't nap during the day. And she struggles going back to sleep every time the baby wakes up. But I'm exhausted too. Work wears me out and school days are long. And I sometimes want that hour in the morning. I don't want to spend my off time napping. I want to play video games and chill out. I've gotten mixed opinions on who is in the wrong here or if they're even is anyone in the wrong? Am I the asshole for asking us to share mornings off for sleep? I would say, to be fair, if if you both find it difficult and this is becoming a real problem, take turns. Rotate your weeks. You know, odd weekends, you know, second and fourth week weekend is you and the one, you know, third and fifth weekend, if there's a fifth, is, is her or vice versa. You guys need to be able to share the this thing totally and i understand look she's up every morning dealing with this thing seven days five days a week for for, my first gut feeling was do it on the weekends suck it up dude do it that so you talk about sharing the burden how are they going to share the burden if she's waking up every two hours at night because the baby needs to breastfeed she's that i i i can't i'm trying to wonder why she's not pumping and letting him wake up and do it. Some we, people can't pump. Some people don't produce enough while pumping. Uh, because I know when it came to you, we had pump milk. 
and it was easy. I mean, I would, I had no problem at all. In fact, I used to love waking up in the night and taking, you know, taking care of you at night when you would, you know, cry. I was the first one out, you know, to your room to go change you when you were wet, and I was the first one to tend to you. That was, I was so excited about being, you know, being this new dad. I don't know what his gig is, and yeah. I worked. And I and and I definitely work. I would get up in the morning. I was at work at six a.m. I had a factory. I had people, but I was always on it for you, and I never complained about it because I loved it. So that's my first thing: is suck it up, dude. Go help your wife. But if in the event that there has to be some kind of compromise, every other weekend. I think that's kind of the thing too with kids: is you know what you're getting into. You know, you know what's about to happen. You know, from at least now that we're at the age that we are, all the conversations we have with people who've just had kids or they're two, three, four, they've gone through it all. They're like, yeah, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I was about to to say, well, until you have it, it's- I know, but we know through, like you have this level of expectation and it's here and it's going to be here. That's and right. the level of exhaustion, like you just can't prepare for it. But you know, at least I know from the people I've talked to, I know what's about to happen. So I enjoy my sleep a lot right now. I'm just taking every minute I can get. And I realize that when it happens. kids come, it gets very challenging and you both get down to your wit's end because you're exhausted still trying to make money, still trying to do the things, still trying to do regular daily life things. And then you have this whole added element to it. And so I just like, I know what it's like to get that exhausted, but I just mentally, when I hear cries in the middle of the night, whenever this is going on, I'm just going to know like, okay, this is either my turn or I'm going to do it or whatever we have that's fair and agreed upon and a partnership and being a team, I'm just going to wake up, so, do what I have to do and like do it. And I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to make a big argument out of it. And I feel like you and I naturally will fall into a better rhythm than this in the sense that we usually like we'll start a project and we'll both find our roles and we'll knock it out and we get really good at doing so. So I'm just thinking when it comes to this, we'll have our like plan, strategy, whatever you want to call it. And we'll just both be taking one for the team and doing it and like doing what you got to do. Because this also at the same time while you're going through it probably feels like forever, but it isn't, right? It's temporary to an extent. Yeah. And so I'm just like from me mentally, I think here, I don't think we'd end up here, but in this situation, if we were at such disarray, I think you just got to sit down and figure out like, okay, what is fair? What, how, based on what we both have to do each day and what we both have to, like what our obligations are, what can we feasibly do and what makes sense for both parties to compromise and both be as happy as we can be because we're not both going to be a hundred percent with this one what do you think do you think he should get up with the baby or do you think he should be able to sleep in i i just think whatever compromise makes the most sense so if someone's getting up every day of the week then you should take the whole weekend 
like the whole weekend. It's her. And if she she's the one that has tired tra- problems napping. She can't nap. Yeah, so I can't either. So I would be the one who more would be like, if I can consistently sleep longer, I will take more of the responsibility on all around and except for saying. the consistent. You're really good at waking up and going back to sleep or just napping during the day. And so I feel like we'd find that balance. So with this one, I think he's the biggest asshole. I think he sucks. I'm going to be honest. I look at what she's doing. She's a stay-at-home mom and she's working two and a half days a week. And then her sister watches the baby during that time. And yes, he is working full-time and goes to school one day a week. But I look at it, if she's a stay-at-home mom, as we've talked about, stay-at-home parents do a lot. She's working around the clock. There's no off button for her. So she's not only breastfeeding, but she's also going to work. And then because of this sleep regression, the baby's waking up every two hours. So she's not getting a full night of sleep and she's dealing with insomnia. And so I think you said it well. If if one person is getting up throughout the week or with the baby all the time, then the other person should pick up the slack on the weekend. He is only missing a total of two hours of sleep. And wait a minute. There's even more that pisses me off. Okay. What is the one thing that I hear in all our stories that really makes me crazy? And no one's ever asked me this with our, with any of our, our shows. What? Gaming. I want to do my gaming. <laughs> Fucker, you are a dad. <laughs> you're a dad. You got your baby. This is, this is little you. It's a mini me. And you're trying to develop this child and give it love and to have the relationship that we look at the relationship I get to have with my daughter. Look, is this, it's the best, best fucking thing in the world. I got, we got this because I got up in the morning, two o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever it was, and fed her, changed her. We, we have that bond. We were able to have experiences of where's the baby and have her bounce around or I'd have to take, she'd cry and she wouldn't stop crying at two in the morning. I would say, well, I guess we're going to go find a train. We, we would go out. Swear to God. He's not invested like that though. It, this is He wants to play his video games and chill out. I'm getting the patriarchal vibes too. Based on, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of men out there that just inherently think, oh, well, that's kind of, her job. There's a lot like of women she, too that think that way. Unfortunately, I think there's a people. But that's what I'm saying. I'm getting that vibe because yeah. that's so ingrained in the subconscious of our society. I where agree. You still like? I feel like I grew up watching TV shows and movies where that shit would happen. Yeah, it's been played into. Oh, there's definitely you. And I, so I it's just that. like I feel like doesn't make it right. Guys that grow no. up that are not like not exposed to the real world. And don't really know right from wrong in a sense. And just expect like, yep, I get my time. I go to work every day. You're here with the kid. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's like, unfortunately, still so hard to unwrap it in is. modern times. Yeah, absolutely. This morning I, I went to work. If, as you're aware, when I left early. Mm-hmm. I met a guy. He shows up and he has his three-year-old son with him. You know, JD. Yeah. You know, you know, probably Jason Jr., but JD. And he was, you know, going around and looking at stuff. And, you know, he, the, the dad realized this is my time with the weekend. I got to be with my son. And he brought him with him. And I thought, 
this was great. Yeah. It was You great. can find a balance. You can find a Yeah. You can still do what you love. Maybe it's not video games, but you can still find something that feels like a break to you and do it with your kid, obviously at a certain age. But I think he could just, still do the video games. Like it's not like it's not like he's losing four hours of his day. Mm-hmm. He's only having to get up one hour earlier. He's taking a small bit of burden off his wife who has the night duty because he doesn't wake up to the baby crying and she's getting up every two hours for feeding. No, see- When is she sleeping? See, here's the thing. I feel like I'm more of the light sleeper. So I keep my alarm like on the ringer. I can turn it all the way down and the first did it, I'll wake up. Like I'm up instantly. Perfect. You know so me. You'll, you'll get up when the baby's crying. Well, but here's the thing. I think we are both relatively light sleepers. Yeah. But if one of us wasn't, I feel like if we had like, obviously there's special cases, right? You come home after like having a horrible, like long week or something. And it's like, I got it tonight. Yeah. You take the full night to rest. If you hear them and I don't wake me up, I'll go do it. You go back to sleep. Like you compromise and figure it out. But you can always wake the other person up if he's sleeping through it, but you agree to be more of a team than just like you wake up. Oh, she's crying. Yeah, no. Your turn. If this go. goes on, I, I'm I'm also really upset where she's coming to him and she's she's literally asking him and saying, "I need help." She does. I want to get the exact words that he says. Um, I brought this up to her and she says, while she's happy to let me nap during the day, she really needs that hour because she can't nap like I can. She said, I'm being insensitive when I know she is very exhausted and can't nap during the day. And she struggles to go back to sleep every time the baby wakes up. She's begging you for help. She's begging you for just an hour on Saturday and Sunday, two hours every week. And she's doing all the night feedings. I'm sorry. Get your ass up. Dude. If, be a dad. And if I were her, and if I were in this situation... Shock collar? I, you might as well, but I, I would make sure that if I'm up, you're getting up. I would start showing him. You can't sleep? The button. Let me show you what it's like to not sleep. Let me give you a dose. You haven't done any nighttime feedings. You've gotten off the hook. So guess what? That stops now. The buck stops here, baby. And every time I'm awake with the baby, you're going to be awake with the baby until you see what it's really like to be in my shoes. And then when you realize that all I was asking for was two extra hours and you agree, then you can go back to sleeping a sound, peaceful eight hours at night. But until then, fuck you. Why are we so needy as little babies? Why? Because we, why? There's other species that break out and they're like, they're like finding food. They're like, damn. Guys, I say, when you get on this train. This one made me so mad. When you get on the train, my friend, enjoy the ride because it's it's a short ride. It really is. I know. You're making me excited to get up in the middle of the night. It, you really it, are. It's a me? short ride. No, him. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I will honestly tell you it was some of my favorite times. I, I Something <laughs> peaceful about the middle of the I night. Used to carry, there is, I, yeah. I used to carry. I used to sing to you. When don't you sing? You're a good little singer. And, I mean- Give the people a little sample. Uh, sing much. No, Give no, them a little sample. Not right this second, but we will. But <laughs> I will say that Jerry's debut single I'm letting, coming. I'm letting all you male listeners know it is what you make of it, and take it with with all the blessings that you get with it, and enjoy the ride because it is so short. 
Well, when you look back at it, it feels short. But when you're going through it, does it feel like this endless oh, yeah. tunnel? There are some, yeah. Well, there's sometimes Ask you Ask Matt feel, and Amy. Their you, kids did that's, not that's sleep. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it is what you make it. I mean, there's times you feel it's telling it. Look, Morgan would cry. And, I was a super colicky baby, too. And, I was a hot mess. And I found there was two secrets to make her stop crying. Trains. Uh, trains was one of it. The other one was the vacuum. Yeah, they. Um, they... And, and it wasn't putting the vacuum on her nose. <laughs> it was just listening to the, the the white noise of a vacuum would knock her out. Why didn't you guys try a fan? That didn't work. Yeah, so my parents would just like set up a vacuum, let the vacuum cleaner run. They went through a lot of vacuum cleaner belts. Listen, you could then get some cleaning done in the middle of the they night. Did. Her mom did. And then you wouldn't have to do as much the next day. Mom, and so if you're a napper, you can nap mom, when you were going to clean. Her mom loved a vacuum. And she, was <laughs> she still <busy>. does. <laughs> yeah, she, she really still does. <laughs> she was does. busy doing this. And if that didn't work, I went, I got the tap. Let's go find a train. And I would drive around so Hermantown. I would drive to Proctor or Hermantown to go look for the trains. But yeah, then for the, the iron ore trains. But then she'd be out all night after? Like yeah. it'd be done? Done I could, deal? Done deal. I would take her back. She would be literally in a coma by the time the train, the third car went by and she was totally content. And then I would carry her in the house, put her back to sleep and she would sleep through the night. Maybe on the nights you can't fall asleep here. You should just start putting train videos on. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I wonder it, what it was. It was amazing. It, was it the low hum rumble or the loud ass horn? She was just a, I think she was amazed by them. She just watched them and then she would just yeah. <laughs> do you remember any of that or you the, do not? No. No, I don't remember that. None of it. No. Moving along from okay. this one. Anyways, get wake up, dude. End of story. Yeah. Not fair, but I mean, you might there's a lot of these people you might want to shake. It's just tough because I don't know how you go from, how do you break through to someone to have that realization that they want to be a teammate? This is why I think if you have the ability to have children and you want children, be very, sure very, right. very selective of who you're willing to have kids with. Your partner. Because think I think it. I think it is so pointless to have a partner and still be a single parent. Right. And a lot of people are. Yeah. A lot of people are. There were some good comments on this one. So the top comment on this one was, you're the asshole. If she's taking all of the night duty because you don't wake up, then you get morning duty when you do wake up so she can catch up on her lost sleep in the night. You want a morning off? Give her a night off. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some give and take because she can't do it all. Um, and... Okay. uh Someone goes, I was so close to going no assholes here because new babies and sleep is hard. But then when we got to the video games. Whoa, those triggers, those video games. <laughs> nope, you're the asshole, OP. You can't have both nights and mornings. And your video game time might just have to suffer for a while. Yeah, we got a lot of life to play video games. Yeah. You got a lot, not as much life to spend this intimate time with your kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people keep commenting that. If you, OP, did not want to make sacrifices personally, physically, financially, emotionally, and mentally, then you should not have had a child. I hope you get a grip on this and sort out your priorities so that this baby has a healthy 18 years of living with you. Are there any replies? Because I could see this person just being like, Defending. nope, that's the woman's job. We like, do that's have I'm... some comments. All right, we I'm curious. This will show some personality. 
So he responds back to these people? Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of comments from OP. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so I'm going to read them in the order of the soonest he responded or the oldest he responded Good. to these people to the newest. Okay. Yeah. You're the asshole. If it's too much, considering hiring someone to come in for a few hours so both of you can sleep in. I've asked her about that. And I think she has mom guilt about paying someone else to watch our baby every week. We aren't in a position to pay someone every single week anyhow, but once in a while would be nice. You're the asshole. You would rather play video games than help your exhausted wife. Yeah. I like this. I like that writer. <laughs> Get an extra hour of sleep. Why do people marry people like you? My husband was constantly trying to take care of our kids so I could sleep, especially when I was up nursing every few hours. OP. Well, it's not like I never give her a break. She gets her alone time on the weekends as well. I just wanted to sleep in the way I was used to for one day. You're the asshole. You don't think she wants to just chill out and do something on her own time? She's working too by not just going to work, but also taking care of the baby. The least you could do is give her some time to sleep in. She's right. You can nap and do whatever. She can't. And unless you're going to offer to take over the feeding throughout form through formula or bottles, the only time she gets a break is if the baby is sleeping or if she's off to work. Give up your extra hour of sleep. Give it to your wife who does so much. I do give her time to chill out. I can't take over night duty because I won't wake up for my girl's cries. My wife is always blown away that I can sleep through the night. I don't care. Don't get out of bed, lady. You know, kick, kick him away. Have, have you heard of this, this thing called artificial intelligence? Yes. It's, it's amazing. Scary. There, no, no. It's actually, there's some, there's some triggers that these things can actually listen to. You can, I'm sure there's going to be a device soon. I know you can put together on a pie, but basically you'll the baby will cry a shock collar on the father. He'll wake up. I guarantee. He I don't think up. you need AI for that. I think that's probably pretty simple. We have some growth here though. We do. Growth. Mm -hmm. We have some growth. Wow. So many comments. Um, people are basically being like, she's only asking for an extra two hours a week. And they asked about his sleep schedule. And he's like, yes, I do get a full night's sleep on the weekends. But sometimes on the weekdays, I don't get a full eight hours. I understand I'm in the wrong here, but it's not like I'm sleeping all the time. I do appreciate what she does. I take over to give her time for herself on the weekends. Um... There's a lot of comments. There is a very, very good one where someone says a big, long-winded explanation. The sleep regression won't last forever. The breastfeeding will get better, blah, 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 blah. Help her out now, my friend. She has to breastfeed for a whole year. That whole year equals over 730 hours. Take one for the team during the next two months till the baby is eating more. Your wife will be grateful. And OP goes, thank you. This answer was very helpful and put a lot of things into perspective. To be honest, I never really thought of how many hours she has to give up to feed our girl. One hour seems pretty embarrassing to complain about compared to 730 hours. I am humbled. See, sometimes with guys, you need to break it down to simple numbers. 731. And they're like, oh... That one's bigger than that one by a lot. <laughs> and you're like, God. Seriously, though, some t have you not don't encountered you, people like this? Yeah, but don't you think your partner saying, I need help, like, would be that, reason th enough? Th that works. That's enough to work. God. <laughs> we, need, we, need to like, I, we need to make pie charts just, for people. I am just not surprised. It goes back to the flashcards from the live show. I am not surprised. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put it in such <laughs> stupid, plain language. 
for someone to be like, oh, I get it. And the other thing that doesn't surprise me is that it had to come from a comment on Reddit and not from her. Yeah, it's sad. That was another great one. Do you have any more good ones? Yeah, I do. There's one last comment though. And okay. it's the last one that OP responds to. And this person on Reddit goes, give her my contact info. I'll keep her happy. Shit ton of awards. And OP responds and goes, bro, crying emoji. <laughs> yeah, it's a dude's dude. It's a guy's guy. You can tell. Yeah, he's just a big idiot. I feel like I know this person now. Big idiot. Moving along. I love it. This is a fun show. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a fun show. This is something that is um, an interesting topic that I've seen a lot of couples struggle with, but it's how to navigate alcohol when one person is pregnant and the other is not. Okay. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah. So this next one is titled, Am I the asshole for having alcohol around my pregnant wife? My wife, 29 female, is four months pregnant and cannot stand the smell of alcohol. Even the smallest whiff from your breath or clothes will send her spewing. I, 31 male, love whiskey in the evening time. I would drink a glass proceed to brush and use mouthwash so my wife doesn't barf on me when she sees me. Yet, she runs away from me whenever I'm even a meter away because she claims she can still smell it from a mile away. In your blood, buddy. It's in your blood. We haven't even kissed at night due to this, and I have tried everything to eliminate the whiskey smell. Yet, she still believes she can smell the faint whiskey, which makes her lose it completely. A couple of days ago, I changed my clothes, showered after it, and told her that I promise the smell is gone. She proceeds to hug me and quickly runs to the bathroom to vomit. She comes back to tell me that she isn't coming near me at night until this baby comes out. Proceeds to tell me that she was, quote, right, and that, quote, I am being inconsiderate to her introduction to motherhood. Even though I think I am being overly considerate and trying my best to get rid of this whiskey scent that she can apparently smell from a mile away. She has proceeded to move into our guest bedroom until the foreseeable future. I told her she is overreacting and that it is quite disrespectful of her. What an asshole. She told me that she isn't trying to be any of those things. She just can't stand the smell of alcohol. Am I the asshole? No, you are not. She is not. No, no. She's not the asshole. He is. Yeah. So he uh, is the asshole. He is the asshole. I, <laughs> you I thought, scared me for a second. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I truly get. It. I mean, I have been with people that they drink. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a real drinker. I mean, I will occasionally have a glass of wine. I may go out to a party. I may occasionally partake in, but I. I don't need my nightly drinks. That's just not me. And I know that when I'm with somebody that, that does drink one, two, three glasses of wine, and all of a sudden I go to kiss them and I, 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 the, the oxygen that comes from their bloodstream back through and it's pure and, and they discharge it, it is loaded with alcohol and I hate it. I find it the biggest turnoff in the world. And if I was pregnant or had that ability, I guarantee you I would be puking up all over them. Yeah. So I feel for her and I find he is very disrespectful absolutely a prick if that's not a you're a prick to not <laughs> no i'm serious i mean he he's got to realize this woman the last thing she wants to do is heave 
Who likes to go take your, literally be pregnant and have all your, your stomach contractions to go discharge what's in your stomach because the person you're with who apparently loves you and put you in that position with a little assistance of some fun is doesn't respect you enough not to even drink. Give it up, dude. It's not that important, at least for this period of time. The one positive he gets is that he did try at first. He tried. He tried Because I feel like a lot of people in this situation would be like, nah, you're crazy and not even try. He tried to cover up the smell, but the difference is here. It's in your blood. Is Yes, but when it doesn't work and she still has the same reaction, you then can compromise and stop. You tried, right? At least you tried. But now stop and be a team player. That doesn't make sense to you? I don't even think he tried. I think he tried to see if it would work, but it doesn't work. He, trying is giving up the fucking alcohol. This is not but like this is not a trick question for me. Is this, this like is, a one little sip of alcohol? No, like, out. Out. It's in no, your, I'm saying how much is he drinking? It doesn't matter. The only way I smell alcohol in someone's breath, like to the to this extent is when they've been out and they've been drinking. It, but I'm saying if you come home and have one like one shot of whiskey in a cup and you're just drinking that, let's, I let's imagine. I think, let's, I think let's imagine it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's imagine it is one glass and she can still smell then it. Then you be a team player and you stop. That's the. I've been. On, I'm on your side. I'm just saying. You better be because I. <laughs> I can make I'm you, just saying I can still make you fucking disappear. <laughs> I'm just saying he tried and then it didn't work. So then have the respect to say, okay, I, I tried, it didn't work. I can not do this for nine months out of my life. Yeah. Or longer. I don't know. Is the reaction like this because of the pregnancy yeah. or so yeah. this so yeah. this is new. It's not like she's had no. this forever. So then you have to assume after the pregnancy or, or sometime in the future after that, it would return back to normal. The, the chemistry. And you can go back to your, yeah. your shit. So yeah, it's again, it's one of those things that's temporary. Mm -hmm. It's so temporary. It's so easy to compromise. You don't need to like take out your whole relationship over something no. like this. No, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, if you give it up, you might even go to your wife and say, you know, honey, I haven't drinking in like, you know, two weeks. I'm going to go out tonight I'm not going to come. I'm going to hang out at Dave's house <laughs> to let it all purge out of my yeah. system just to be respectful of you. And will that be okay? Can we work on that one? So I can still, there are ways you can successfully pull this off, but you cannot drink Yeah, and go around your wife and her chemistry and her body from all the changes from the pregnancy has brought all this shit and dynamics within her her sis, her her uh, senses and how she works to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, and you and guys don't get this, but it's real. I've been there. I get it. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of comments overall. Voted asshole. Um, he accounts deleted or suspended, so I can't go to the account and look if there's any comments from him. Because he didn't get the support he wanted. I'm not sure. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like that's so common on these, though. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> shocked in the last one that the guy was like, "Yeah, you know, you're right." That is 
Like, yeah, I'm hu- that's I'm hum- really I'm humbled. I'm humbled. That's impressive to me. It is because I you- feel like a lot of people would get the response they didn't want, and then oh, duly, like, nope. Yeah, a lot of times <laughs> that happens. Um, so there's a lot of comments. The top one is info. Why are you more dedicated to your nightly whiskey than your pregnant wife? Yeah. And the next comment under that is, yeah, I got to, quote, I've tried everything. And my immediate thought was, except not drinking. I, too, enjoy whiskey. I don't need a glass every night or even most nights. And if it was making a loved one literally vomit, I would go without. Quote, I love my alcohol more than my wife is a terrible look for a relationship. Yes. And there's a bunch of other comments like, Someone goes, I almost hit the floor when he called her disrespectful. And I think something else that he does throughout this is he really implies that this is all in her head. Right. I let him let him swish her vomit in his mouth for, for you know for a few times every time he does it. That will stop the problem. Wow. I, I thought <laughs> <laughs> now I know how people feel when I say gross bodily fluids and talk about them. Wow. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. You had an image? Yeah. <laughs> I did. thought he was gonna say he like what I was seeing this story going to the point where he's like, one night I had a glass of water and I put food coloring in it to make it look like it was whiskey. And she still drank puked. it and she still I thought that's where this was going. Yeah. And I'm just like, if you have to get there, if you have to really test it. Then there's some issues going on. But I mean, even then, like we have proven with science that sometimes the placebo effect is real. Yeah, but... So if she's so Pavlov to like see whiskey, smell whiskey, that she pukes, like I could see it working as well. So I that wouldn't like be definitive for me. Yes, but at the same time, you... It's nine months. Like, or or a little longer, right? Or a little less. Like she could be in the first trimester when... Or like some people have morning sickness really bad in the second trimester. Like some people have morning sickness their whole pregnancy. But this could just be morning sickness and certain smells trigger that. And she's in a really rough patch. But I think she said it best. Like this is a really bad introduction you're giving me to motherhood. Like why would I want to have another child with you if this is how little you respect me? How little you care for me? Like she's literally vomiting. So why can't Multiple he see times. it from that perspective? Because he loves his alcohol too much, which is a Damn. bit of a alarm a bells. It's a problem. Damn. Yeah. And so I think this is something like if you have a partner and you're, you've talked with them about kids, like I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And, you know, you say, hey, if if we have kids and I'm the one carrying the baby and I can't drink for nine months, would you not drink with me? Some Some couples do that. Some people ask for that level of respect. Like, I can't do this. Can you be moral support for me? Like, can you? Can we do this together? And so it's an interesting conversation to have with your partner. Where do you think you'd fall on that? I'm just curious, because it doesn't matter to me. I'm just curious. Um, I don't I know. Definitely, honestly, like a year off alcohol sounds really nice. Yeah. And a, like kind of a good challenge to where it's like, you honestly might feel so good that you're like, don't go back. Yeah. Well, I think like for me, I'm realizing like, I don't necessarily like the alcohol as much. Like I, I enjoy a nice little buzz here and there, but you like something to sip on. I love something to sip on and it's just like these bubbly good drinks. So I've been having a lot of kombucha lately and I love kombucha, but like, I just love something to sip on, especially in like social situations where I'm so awkward. I just like, Mm -hmm. I need something in my hand. I need to be sipping. I just like, It just makes it feel nice. So I wish there were more like fun mocktail type 
drinks at places and they didn't cost the same amount as an alcoholic drink. I think that's kind of silly. I think there's there's starting to be some. I, yeah. I don't I I I really have a problem when I drink to the part where I cannot have control of my brain. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen you ever have well, I've, a lot. I've ever. I've learned. I don't know if you've ever seen him drunk. I don't think so. I have learned from the times that you didn't <laughs> see me. I kind of want just one though. I mean, like, just once. There, there are a, there are a few. There are three stories basically. <laughs> okay. But the the end of the day, is I love to be. If, and I understand to have the social drink in your hand. People mm-hmm. want to see you. You know that you're that you're partaking with them and that social pressure. I, love, I don't think people care what other people are drinking. And if, if you, you do, an, you're if you have a glass of If you have a glass of ice water, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, typically, yeah. I love my little teas, my little squirts. You just mm-hmm. go, and it's, and, and, and I slam those suckers because I love to have, be able to, I'm a, I'm a tipper. You know what's really bad, though, about those little Mio things we just found out? Uh, why you ruin, now? We have to find you a different yeah, substitute. you don't want to drink those. We just looked at it the other night because we wanted something to drink, and we were like, "Oh, what about the Mios? There's a bunch of dyes in them." So now we're gonna find something new for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's those your are job. like a one-off. Those, yeah, those we'll find are you something. in case of emergency, not yeah. a daily. Go, go find me something fun. We'll find you something good, or maybe the people. If you have any substitutions for like the little squirt drinks or crystallite packets that are like healthy, let us know because he needs a new cocktail. Or any companies like send us some awesome stuff. Morgan will plug it. I'm happy to have drinks on the show. Um, tonight, we have a pink pineapple and rum mixer. Yeah, I just think we're looking like in the grand scheme of things. This is very <laughs> random, but also part of our teamwork. Maybe we should start a fun drink brand. I'm down, but I just like, we're looking for plastic free. We're looking oh my God, for no yeah. dyes. We're just looking for like natural, healthy. Yeah. I don't know. We literally talked about composting earlier. Yeah. I miss that conversation. I can't wait to have chickens. Yeah, we're going to have chickens too. At at the house? Yeah. Really? We're going to have our own eggs. Yeah, cool. and Jerry's actually going to come take care of them every morning. That's I, great. I, I think not. <laughs> I think you'd like the chickens. Nice. You're like the dad. You're the typical dad that you're like, <laughs> nice. don't, don't bring home any animals. And then you bring home the animal and he's the one that's like the most obsessed with it. That's you. Unless it's a cat. He'd be obsessed with the cat too. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving along. Let's go. Am I the asshole for asking my ex-wife to stop making my kids jealous and flaunting? So I've, male 38, been divorced from my ex-wife, female 35, for 10 years. And we have two kids together, 12 male and 10 male. I remarried a year later while she is still single. I have three additional children, female nine, female seven, female three. I have my sons over every weekend. About four years, my ex-wife opened up an online business and she's been making six figures. While my wife is a stay-at-home mom and I make 30K to support our family. Wow. I'm not very good at math, but that's... 30K? What math do you need to do? What math? You can't live on it. It's hard. With a wife and three kids? Three kids, wife, and then he has to pay probably something for the other two. Can't live on that on your own. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know how he's doing it. So you can imagine how this difference has affected our two households. They live in a gated community. She drives a 2022 RSQ3 Audi. Sick. 
and she and our sons go to two extravagant holidays a year. My sons came over this weekend and started telling me and the girls they're going on a Disney concierge cruise in the summer. My daughter started crying, saying, Daddy, we want to go. And when I looked online for the prices, they're priced at 5K per person. It's been all they've been talking about nonstop. I feel like their wealth is being shoved down our throats when we can barely afford heating this Christmas. It's hard not to be hateful, but I sent her a long text saying, stop trying to make us feel less than. I also told my sons in private, please don't mention holidays or gifts around the girls. She replied with saying, it's not her problem how we feel. And when she does nice things for our boys, that me and my wife are the last people on her mind. Am I reading into this too much or am I the asshole for saying she's spiteful? My turn? Yeah. <laughs> you or Justin? Let's let Justin go first this time. Okay. It's your show. Direct. <laughs> this one's really difficult for me. It's a lot of gray area. Um, I always like to try and guess what the vote is, but I need to think through it a little bit. Okay. Do you want him to go first then? No, I'm going to think through it out loud. Okay. So first thought off the bat is you are split up. And what she does and how successful she is kind of has nothing to do with you in a way where if she has the money to spoil the kids and go do really cool things, she shouldn't not do that because you are unable to provide that for your other kids. Mm -hmm. She's not wrong in doing those things because she's providing awesome experiences for your kids that you know, because she's able to. So you wouldn't be like, hey, don't like take them on things because of X. And then it also becomes weird because I, I can't imagine being in that position where you're split up from a partner who's very successful and can provide these experiences. And now these kids come and tell your kids this. So you're caught in the middle of a really tough situation. Yeah, And it's very natural to be jealous. It's very natural to develop like, hateful feelings because your jealousy just you can't control it at some level when you can barely do xyz and they're out here like just living the life because there's this i mean even without kids there's there's this there's an imbalance sometimes in income and that creates problems for people now you add kids to the mix and they can Kids have no filter. They'll come back and be like, yo, <laughs> we do this with mom, but over here, we can't even like do X, Y, Z. Like kids, they don't recognize that moral boundary sometimes or like what's insensitive and what's not. So it's kind of tough to also tell your kids, hey, can you not talk about the cool experiences you've had? Because mm -hmm. that also puts you in a weird position with half your kids. So I feel for everyone in this story. And I don't think, I asshole is not a term I would use in this instance. I just think it's a shitty situation that I, I don't even know how to speak to from his position because I feel for him in the sense that he just simply can't do what she can. So yeah. I, I have no idea what this, the solution is here. It, it's a tough one. You are correct. And, I mean, we certainly don't, ex he certainly cannot expect his wife 
to be gracious, to say, why don't we do a family vacation with all the kids? Because she's not responsible to do that. Now, right. if she did do it and they had a relationship where they were all friends and it, and it made, and they were able to, and she was able to afford it. What a gift, but that's not where they're at. Yeah. And he cannot expect her not to treat her kids with all the, the joys that she can. And he really can't go to his boys and say, boys, don't share your excitement with my girls because they feel bad. It, that's, that's, that's unfair as well. So you are correct. It is a tough situation. What he has to do is do the best he can to find other events to do with all five of them. That's an experience right. that they'll enjoy together. And be honest with his girl saying, as much as dad would like to be able to do this, I don't have the money. And let them understand the reality of it. And that he's not that he's trying to deny it to them, but they can't afford it. And sometimes honesty is the best policy. I, I went out with somebody and was friends with somebody that parents got divorced when she was young. Her father lived on the other side of the street which meant he had the beachfront property, almost equivalent to the Malibu home. Rembrandts or Picassos were on the wall. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, money, money, money was never an object. Truly, truly wealth. And when she lived with her mom, they lived on the other side of the street, which really were the shacks. Where the, the, where the shutters and the paint on the house, nothing matched. Every wall in the house was a different color. So she had a tough time adapting to where she was when she would go to this father's house. who really ignored her for the most part. He was too yeah. narcissistic to do anything else. I mean, he, all he knew is that, you know, so she walked into this house with this affluence and then she would, you know, somehow, you know, try to, you know, traverse back and forth or what, you know, who she really was. So she never figured that part out. Even as an adult, I think it affected her. It's sad though. I mean, looking at that, it is, it is very sad. I think though the ex-wife in this story, I don't think is doing anything wrong no. she, it, at all. She could be, she could try to be more humble about whatever she's trying to trying to you know, just say to him, I'm not trying to make you feel less than that's up. That's on you. But, I'm I'm doing the best I can to give our children the best experience they can have. So, and, and I hope that you'll be able to figure something out. Maybe something will happen with your job or whatever you're doing that you can increase your income. And if there's anything I can do to help you figure something out, hey, I'm glad to partake and and do what I can. But the reality is, this is you and this is me, yeah. and we have two separate households. Yeah. Well, I so I do want to highlight two things. One, like. I'm getting the vibe he's British just solely based on the fact he said mum. She's a stay-at-home mum. Okay. Um, I'm getting British here. Or Australian. Something like that. And if it is the UK, like I keep seeing TikToks of people that are wearing their full-on parkas inside their homes in the UK mm -hmm. because they can't afford their heat. Mm -hmm. And I so I was like just trying to Google it and like see what that's about. And there's a bunch of articles that millions cannot afford to heat their homes as the UK faces Arctic snap. Um, and millions of poor households can't afford to heat their homes as cold weather hits. And so I think there's a lot of struggle all over the world. And I think we're kind of at this point of this late stage capitalism where the incomes don't match up with the work. 
and I hear he's making 30,000 a year and supporting four other people. Like, I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know either. I mean, I don't know how he's doing it. He effectively is working in my brain at Jack in the Box or he's working at. at, at, I don't know. I just, I don't know how he's doing it. He he is in a low pay job for where where our world is today. Yeah. But okay. So here's where I was going to go. Like, they have three children with, he has three kids with his new wife. Yes. The youngest is three. You're getting to that preschool age now where hopefully your wife can start working mm-hmm. and you have two incomes for your family, which mm-hmm. realistically you need. You can't have one person yes. supporting four. Yep. That's not working no, anymore. dual income world. So I will say though, I've been sitting here staring at the numbers and it's not something I really thought about and math is not my strong suit, but I do think the ex-wife's reaction is because of this. If it's true. So he says, I've been divorced from my ex-wife for 10 years. I have three kids, nine female. If the oldest daughter he has with his new wife is nine. He got pregnant right after they broke up. It takes nine months to make a baby. He's only been divorced for 10 years. He probably cheated. So, And, And there's bitterness. Mixed family dynamics are very difficult to juggle. I think it's great if families can get along and Mm co-parent really amicably. And sometimes, hey, yeah, I'll take your two other kids Mm -hmm. with the boys. Like, they're family. Mm -hmm. I I might not be their mom, but hey. And some families do really well doing that. I see a lot of TikToks from this one lady who um, is like best friends with her ex-husband's new wife. And they're kind of like a little tripod of a family now. (laughs) That's crazy. It's really cool to see. It's really cool to see. And so I love and respect that. But if there was cheating involved, she doesn't have to be involved. She's bitter. She doesn't have to help. And she can be bitter. I think, you know, if she wants to be that way, if she is that way, that's her right. Mm-hmm. That's that's her feelings. Yeah, but she got, because she got, she got misrepresented. She got hurt. Yeah, she was cheated on. And mm-hmm. I mean, cheating sucks. So I just think that might be a little more context. There's no comments from OP. There was an overall vote of the asshole. And the top comment is, you're the asshole. She is doing nothing, all caps, wrong. Me and my wife are the last people on her mind. They quoted OP. Of course you are. What else would you expect? She is good to her kids. Good parenting. You are no concern to her, except that you are a parent to her kids. And they quote OP again, which says, or am I the asshole for saying she's spiteful? And go, yes, you are. Look, there's tough, always- Tough, tough situation. There's always a dynamic that we never know all the reasons how people right. derive where they're at. Yeah. The, there's- This know, is definitely one I, we, would, we, I would love we, another side. We, we already did the math that we know that, that there was infidelity somewhere down the maybe, road. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, but- Yeah. Well, let's, let's just take the percentages. It's probably pretty high. That something like that happened, but we don't know what drove it to that. We have no idea on the other side of the fence, you know. So we can't make these, you know, these assumptions based without having knowledge. So let's just go on the fact that, yeah, it's it's in the best interest, I believe, in all the kids where everyone tries to make things harmonious with, yeah. with, within the kids because the kids don't know of any of this stuff. All they know is their siblings. Is she giving the, the two boys to him for the weekends? Absolutely. Perfect. That's, 
That's exactly what she should be doing is letting them have week I think every weekend, I think it, maybe every other weekend. I, so people in the comments did point that out and they, they think it is every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think it was a typo on his part. But I do think that uh, he's... He can't be the the more that he tries to strike peace with her, the smarter he will be. Yeah, and that's where it is. And you know, own up to the fact where he is, and say, I accept it, and and just be honest with his kids. Yeah, that's all he can do. And if she wants to be gracious to include the the girls that 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 are old enough to be a part of it, great. And if she doesn't really give a shit because she's whatever, she's not. Also, to spend $15,000 on someone else's kids, it, it, I mean, that's... There, there's no expectation here. No, and he says she makes six figures, but like six figures could be right at 100000 which... Or it could, or could be 999000 It could, 000. we don't know, but, you know, depending on what it is, six figures is, I mean, that's what one person needs to live these days. He, it's he, Life is expensive. He, he needs food to feed his kids and heat to heat the house. Yeah. That's his priority. I mean, the... the I see the Disney so, cruise could tough, be the Disney world. cruise could be fun, and the, boy, those those boys are lucky that they go, and the girls are unlucky. But the bottom line is, they need to make sure they have food on the table, yeah, and they have clothes on their back, and yeah. there's heat in that house. Those are the priorities, and that's that's just it's, that's just life. Yeah, it is hard though. I I mean, I mean, our next door neighbor drives a Rolls Royce. I wish you got to, but oh well. Right. It's it's tough. It is really tough. We live in a world where there's a lot of a lot of different income brackets and welcome to capitalism. A lot of people are struggling while the 1% doesn't have a thing to worry about. And it's, it's really hard. I, I think, you know, 2023 is going to be definitely a year for me and Justin and starting our project that, you know, he came up with about um, human, but homeless and really giving back to homeless people in mm-hmm. LA. Um, but I'd, I'd love to get more involved. I think, I think it's Sorry. I think there's I think there's a lot of ways to get involved but I you know not everyone can like I mean so many people are struggling so as sad as it is I just can't imagine what job he's doing for 30,000 and I I hope there's some way for him to rise and get something that's a little more healthy for him to support his family on but I also think he's got health insurance issues I hope he has health insurance to protect these kids. I hope so, yeah. I hope there's benefits. But luckily, the youngest is three and preschool and school starts. So hopefully yeah, his wife true. can start can start contributing. Even if it's working remote, there's a lot of remote jobs now. We'll I see. Just, we'll see what it is. That's a tough one, though. It's, it's we, definitely... We, we certainly feel for you. I will yeah, tell you that. And, we feel, and we feel for the girls. Absolutely. I, I would say, though, too, you'd be surprised what you find out there in terms of different job opportunities there's there's so many things i learn every day about different jobs that i never would have even thought were jobs yeah some people have like and it goes to a whole different like conversation about some people have some really crazy jobs that are awesome that if i had known about i would have been like hmm that sounds really fun but yeah i'm just saying it anyone can you know not anyone but if you really try and look, there are some very interesting opportunities out there. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure if you just tried and you you found the time to do it, you could probably find something that's better than 30k. 
Yeah, I you mean, you know, I, I've, I've known people without college degrees, without job experience, without any of the things that we all think you need prereqs for, even if they're on the jobs requirements list and you still just apply. And if you can go talk yourself, if you can go crush that in person meeting, you never know. I've had, I've seen friends get hired. I've seen people get hired, no experience, no resume. And it was all on the requirements. Yeah. And they're in the job crushing it. So, you just never know. So I, it may be time for yes. a change. Think, think more think think more of yourself that you that you can do some if Yeah, if don't you sell to. yourself short. Yeah. I, I know multiple people in LA that don't have college educations and have really good, high paying jobs. And yeah, you know, there is this common misconception right now where, oh, everyone's hiring. And it's there's a little bit of a sham going on where companies say they're hiring, but they're not. They're just looking to not pay back their PPP loans and They'll make their candidates jump through 20 interviews. And hey, like I went through one with Stryker. Six interviews I had with them. And the last one, I didn't even get the professionalism of an email back. I got fucking ghosted after six interviews. So there's some fake ass companies out there. But And because you did is a big reason this podcast is what it is. So thank you, Stryker. But <laughs> but I will say, like, apply for stuff. Like, take the risk. Just throw yourself in the ring because yeah. you, you never know. You could be the only applicant that has applied and they might need someone now that you get it. So I, shoot your shot. I think it's probably one of the most difficult things, especially if you're struggling just to heat your house. Yeah. But you never know. You never know if you get that next job. And it's almost turning that envy and that jealousy into determination and into just like try and re-excite yourself in a new position, a new lucky like found job and that you get it. Best advice. Might fix all of that and you might be in a whole different world a year, two years from now. Yeah. I agree. Okay. (laughs) That was very good. (laughs) Well, that's all I have for the actual episode. Okay, good. Because I got to pee really bad. But I have some Patreon stories. That's fine. We can, we'll get to it. I just almost peed the couch. Oh my God. I had a flashback to preschool when I was literally standing there waiting for the bathroom. And I don't know what happened, but I just started peeing down my jeans and I felt that warm feeling all the way down. And then I felt kids turn and look and say something. And the teacher looked at me and then I had to go like the nurse or something to find clothes to change into. And then I get picked up and I still remember it. I still remember exactly what the bathroom door looks like. Okay, go I remember pee. What the... <laughs> Justin clearly has some trauma surrounding that. So go, go. On that note, you guys, We're going to take you. a pause and we'll see you at Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's holiday vibes on Patreon. Um, Even Panda was looking to die on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. I'm really, I'm really sad that this one's not going to be on the episode, but time-wise, we got to head to Patreon. It's, it's going to be a good holiday bonus story episode this month. So head on over and um, thank you for being here. There's only one more episode left of 2022 and what a year what a year it has been. I am so appreciative and thankful for each and every one of you. And I've said it before, but this show would not exist without you guys and your massive amounts of support. And I just, I appreciate you all so much. And Morgan, so, so much. thank you for having me on the show. I know. Thank you for joining us. And Please go over and watch Father Knows Something. If I'm not going to tell you, I'm sure he was going to jump in and tell you. I was about to do it too. 100K. 
100,000 subscribers by the end of 2023. Yeah. I don't Tell even, your friends. Tell everybody. I don't even care if you guys like don't want to listen to Father Knows, but if you guys go over there and subscribe so my dad can get his little plaque, it's all he talks about. We want the plaque. He I want just, a plaque. <laughs> he just wants the YouTube plaque. He just wants to feel the love. So just check out Father Knows Something. But there, I will, I will some tell you, stuff. I will tell you one thing. The people that do listen, they all give love. Yeah, and it's, a, I re- it's another and, good community. And, and if you are amongst the, the viewers of doing both shows and you are certainly listening, I really thank you for the love that you guys give me because I feel it. I really do. Yeah. It, well, I think wonderful. too, another thing is if you ever relate to a two out take story or you wish you could have a Reddit story that people talk about and comment on, literally that's what we do at Father Knows. At mm-hmm. Father Knows Something, it's all listener write-ins from people like you. So whatever you're going through, Go fill out the form. You can find it on the Father Knows YouTube and we will discuss it on the show if we come across it. So that's the beauty of that one. Love it. Love it. Okay, you guys, thank you again. And until next time. Until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.